Hello and welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. Inside of you is an infinitely compassionate and wise being you never knew existed. I'm Dr. Wendy Hill, talking to you from Encinitas, California, where I help people with their personal and spiritual growth through workshops and one-on-one meetings. Let's explore together how to find your true self and to live the life you were meant to live. We will talk about everything from how to heal your inner child and transform your current life to how to connect with your highest self and to connect with others in ways that bring joy. My guest today is Jody Harari. Welcome back, Jody. Thank you, Wendy. And we are going to be talking about surviving relationships. <laughs> so I know you have you have some real questions about that. Why don't you, you were just talking about it. Ask those questions again. Okay. Um, I, I'm faced with questions all the time about relationships, and I'm in a relationship myself. And I find even friendships, romantic relationships, they're all tedious, right? I mean, we have some unreasonable expectations that you know, whoever we're with or friends with, that should they should have our back all the time or they should understand us all the time. And then when they don't, we just want to be done with it, right? And cut the cords. And I, I used to be a big cut the cord kind of person. But, you know, I'm getting older and understanding that relationships are difficult. And, and uh, you know, people want to know how they can fix their partner, how they can fix their friend or, you know, and, and the partner thing is the harder part, right? Because... You're with them. You've, you've decided to be with them. How can we blow up these ideas that it has to be easy? Because it's just, it's never going to be. That's like some fairy tale we saw in a movie when we were children, right? I think that you use exactly the right word. Relationships are difficult. <laughs> it is the school of life, this, this big journey that we're in in the physical life is a, is a school and one of the biggest teachers is relationship. And so clearly that is most of my clients come in to see me. It's not just for anxiety or depression. It's the relationship. What can I do? I'm not happy. So that's a complicated, as I said, we could have a hundred podcasts on this subject. So I'll talk a little bit about something that you just brought up. When we are in a relationship, we bring to that relationship all our beliefs about what relationships are, about who we are. These are core beliefs that are learned when we're children, by and large, before we're four years old, five years old, six years old, seven years old. By the time we're eight, our core beliefs are deeply set. And our core beliefs are set by the relationships that we experience with those that raise us, our mother, our father, whoever is there. Siblings have a huge effect on us. If in those relationships, life's challenges are faced and dealt with in a positive, constructive way, if we are considered to be precious and we are nurtured and respected, then it's likely our core beliefs about relationships will be positive. Relationships are going to be workable. We can work through problems. We can negotiate through. We can be kind to each other, even though we might be frustrated. And if we have a childhood where we see our parents fighting, 
or not communicating or withdrawing or withholding love, not nurturing. Even it doesn't require massive physical abuse or even massive emotional abuse for a child to be affected in a negative way in terms of their core beliefs about relationships. So whatever those core beliefs are, are a part of how we not only are in relationships, but who we choose. And so core beliefs are like an energy that we carry within our bodies. And that energy can recognize a similar energy. It's not like we are attracted to someone because they're handsome or beautiful or talented. We're attracted to someone and they to us based on those core belief energies. And those are core belief energies that reflect our childhood experience. And so we could very well, if we have a negative set of core beliefs about relationship, we're going to be attracted to and be involved in and choose a relationship that could be abusive and hurtful. And the only way out of that to realize what to do is to heal the child within yourself that carries those core beliefs that are negative. As you do that process of facing and healing the child's core beliefs, you begin to mature, to be more connected to your true self, to be more at peace and calm within yourself to be able to be more clear in your thinking and your understanding about yourself and others, and therefore more able to communicate in ways that bring about positive possibilities. If that other person does not do the similar work, then it's likely that relationship will end naturally, sometimes not pleasantly. But if that person is committed to doing that work, and you are as well committed to doing that work, the relationship will blossom. The relationship will grow. And little things that bugged you before began to disappear. Arguments that used to happen repeatedly no longer happen. And what happens is that it becomes clear that you are learning and growing, as is that person, and it's a gift that you give each other father tried to come and meet us all in Mexico because he couldn't come to the United States. And they extradited him and finally arrested him after 24 years in Los Angeles in his 70s, right? So it's a funny story. Uh, And his girlfriend went back to Israel and was collecting paperwork, right, to help him get out of this trouble. And Um, Long story short, um, she came back and somehow, because my dad has great luck in this life and is a very positive person, he had a series of events that freed him from this legal trouble and he got his social security back and he got everything. He got his driver's license back and everything was restored. So we're all sitting celebrating at my mom's house in, in North County and his girlfriend said, I collected all the letters that you ever wrote your dad when you were children, and I made little envelopes for all of you. And they had like pictures and letters and, and we're all sitting on the porch, just dad, my dad, his girlfriend and the four kids. Okay. 
and we're sitting there and my younger sister and I are full siblings and we're the youngest and I am emotionally what this was I was maybe about five years sober and um, we're sitting on the porch and I open the notebook and we're all sitting there and everyone's laughing and I start reading the letter and I just start crying you know I'm reading this letter why won't you come back what did I do wrong why won't you come to my birthday and my bat mitzvah and all the things that I wrote in these letters and it was so sad and I cried and cried and cried and everyone just froze but what happened in that moment for me was that eight-year-old girl that was writing those letters I could cry right now she healed in that moment and I saw her not as me this wounded woman who really still hated her dad no matter how much work I did around that relationship I had such a hard time healing it and in that moment by seeing my eight-year-old self my inner child that it was her that was in pain I got to let it all go like in that day I felt this I felt like she came out and danced around me Jody you did such a wonderful thing for yourself and intuitively you had the courage in the face of other family members who may have been in denial to be authentic with your emotions and when you read that letter the inner the child within you that thought that you were the one that made him go that there was something wrong or bad about you which is a universal thought that all children have when something goes bad with a parent's relationship and you had the courage to feel those feelings, not only to feel them and acknowledge them, you expressed them. I think that shows great courage and wisdom on your part. And indeed, you did a huge process in healing that. So you came to a truth, and that is that it wasn't you, that you are worthy of love, that you are worthy of commitment of somebody being there in your life for you, with you. Absolutely. I'm just I'm just thrilled to hear this story because you came to it so naturally and automatically. And that is how I came to the processes that I would do with my clients, is it is so natural. And that child within us runs the show, runs our lives until we become aware of him or her in such a way that we can realize how what beautiful people we are, what beautiful souls we are. And when we do that, we know exactly what to do in relationship. We know exactly how to survive a relationship. And some relationships are important to leave because they no longer are healthy. They weren't maybe healthy to begin with. Or maybe they don't speak to our inner child anymore. And other relationships are worth fighting for mm-hmm. and being there. The important thing that I see is that both people have an agreement within themselves and with each other that they are going to humble themselves and find the power of vulnerability of going to that inner child and finding what those core beliefs are that have caused compulsive behavior or arguments or patterns of behavior that are self-destructive and destructive to relationship and facing them and healing that child that has them and saying, it's okay, we can be different now. And I also think it's important to see their their child, right? I mean, we're talking about relationships here. 
I, I'm in a relationship and, you know, there are times, like you're saying, we forget and we can't see each other. But when we can be ourselves and be our, our inner child, be our best selves and our gentlest selves, it's important that we can still look at our partner no matter how annoying they're being or no matter how harsh the conversation sometimes and see them as their inner child that's also facing something that's hurting and that needs to be loved and heard as well. And I think in relationships a lot, we find that we get really hard and we get really, um, you know, serious. And it's important always, I think, to see each other as that little, that little person that just needs love and attention and affection and, and kindness. And that, I feel like that heals everything. I'm so glad that you said that because to have to see the wounded child in another is a very powerful concept because if you see that wounded child, you never no longer can need to see yourself as a victim of that person's behavior. So if that person is having an icky fit or they're being unkind, you can see the child within them. Now, that doesn't mean that your job is to heal that child within them which is a mistake that often compassionate people have, is they think, oh, that person is just acting out their childhood. They were, they were wounded, they were hurt, and now I'm going to love them enough to make it all okay for them. That's not your job. You no. can't do that. No, I agree. But, you can't heal them. <clears throat> but to see that child in another with compassion takes away the feeling that you are a victim of them. And that's a, that's a wonderful thing. So, oh, I just, I really love this conversation because there's obviously we could continue talking for hours about it, but, um, you know, I think what you said is very important that we, we, you know, yes, seeing the child, but it's important that we don't become their parent. Absolutely. In a relationship, a romantic relationship, a friendship, we need to see them with compassion, but we cannot become their parent, their healer, because it, it ruins it. That also ruins it. Did you hear that, women? <laughs> because we women, we tend to be the nurturers, and, and we, we tend to think. our husbands into the third child or the second child or however many children you have. <laughs> that, that's true. That's well put. So separate. You can have compassion and see the child and your partner. And you can have discretion on whether or not the relationship is working or where you need to step in or back up and just let them have a fit. And just another thing is allowing that to happen, you know, allowing the fit, allowing the discomfort in their space and just let them work through it themselves. And but them you don't them. have to be a target of it. Exactly. You can back out of it, but you can allow them to have their space. Um, you know, not at all condoning any violence or any any of that, but just um, allowing somebody to go and have space maybe for five minutes, you know, instead of finishing the conversation right now or, um, you know, resolving everything now, because it's good to let each other like go and maybe, you know, punch a pillow or like be quiet for five minutes and, and be able to collect ourselves. And, and, you know, also allowing somebody to have that space is saying your inner child's important, yourself is important. Go and take that space, and, and you do it the way you need to do it. So well put, Jody. Thank you so much for being uh, part of this podcast, Surviving Relationships. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for listening. Remember that you're worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. 
This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.